Hello and welcome to episode 32 of Castable. This is the second part and the conclusion of our interview with the magnificent Felicity Ward. I'm Matt Hoss, I'm the host of Castable, and this is the podcast which we go around to see their dream festival. And we're halfway through Felicity's festival. And if you haven't checked out the first episode, episode 31, we do strongly recommend you do that now. And whilst you're there, give it a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. In the previous episode, we had just seen her Friday night, both stages featuring a lot of high-caliber acts. Featuring a lot of great and in-depth chat about music, the things that we love, and uh, great stories about uh, musicians who I'm definitely jealous of. Without further ado, here is... City Wall taking us through her Saturday and Sunday of her festival. Okay, for Saturday Queen stage, I'm just gonna do name after name right. after name. Here okay, we go. yeah, here we okay. go. <laughs> so we open Saturday with Lizzo. Perfect start. Bam. Obviously, yeah. Number two, Eurythmics. Oh, fantastic! Yes, absolutely. And Annie Lennox can do her solo stuff as well, but I really want to hear your Eurythmics. Mm-hmm. Next, we've got Kylie. Oh my god, yes, yeah. And then we've got Tina Turner. Fantastic. Like, yeah, I have so many comments, but go. Uh. Then we've got RuPaul. Oh my god, lovely stuff. Love that, yeah. The queen of all queens. I, You know, I, I want to see RuPaul more lineups, but that's that's by the by. Totally. Uh, then we've got Kate Bush. Yes. Then Mariah Carey. Yes. Then Björk. Yes. Then Nicki Minaj. Hello, yeah. Then Missy Elliott. Whoa, what a day. Um, I kind of feel that that's, there's, there's 10 headliners there, do you know yeah. what I mean? Like it's, uh, it's called Queens for a reason, mate. Yeah, and I kind of feel that, I feel the day before you would have been like, wow, this music is kind of blowing my mind. But I feel this day, I feel that people will unify and come together. Do you know what I mean? Like this is yeah. a day for Queens. This is like, yeah. and I kind of feel that, Though there's a timeline to the to performers, but I also feel that, you know, there's no one better than the other, do you know what I mean? I think they're all yep. special in their own way, you know what I mean? Yep. I just think of, like, Kate Bush at dusk. That's what I think of. Yeah. Um, I want to see Mariah Carey in early evening. I want to see Björk at night, mm-hmm. you know, like, because she's going to have a weird light show and there's going to be orchids and some wooden flutes and stuff. And Lizzo is just a great way to start the day off. And Missy Elliott, again, is, I, I think, one of... As lauded as she is, I think she's one of the most underrated artists of all time. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I wasn't necessarily shocked to hear you say that, but I definitely think that uh, to see that she's the clothes in the night as well, but she certainly is uh, definitely more underrated than the rest of the uh, other acts you uh, pitched as well. But So why do you think Missy Elliott is um, underrated? Because she... It was such a trailblazer. Her music is so futuristic. Like Björk, if you put out... Uh, post now, it would be a cutting edge album. Yeah. You listen to any Missy Elliott music, and it is like it's coming out in a month's time. Mm-hmm. She's always ahead. She makes music that is. She's an incredible producer. She's an incredible rapper. Lyrics aren't always her strong point, yeah. but she's just an artist. She can her, her dancing, her singing, her video visions. Um, And I also think that whenever a woman is, Björk actually said this, whenever a woman makes an incredible album, the the producer is always like listed alongside her. But when a man makes an incredible album, it's them. 
even yeah. if they've been working with incredible producers, you know? You know what? I, I've, I've never really, I've observed that before, but I didn't notice it before, which is, uh, yeah, that's a, that does happen quite regularly, actually, which is uh, you very know, upsetting. Like, you, think about, you think about Eminem and Dre. Mm-hmm. Eminem would always put him in his songs. Like Eminem would shout him out. But you think about like Timbaland and Nelly Furtado. Yeah. Timbaland had to be in the film clip, in the music video, you know? Mm-hmm. And I just think Missy Elliott is such an incredible producer. She's so prolific. There's a song that she put out with Pharrell called, I think it's called Where You From? It only came out a couple of years ago and it should have been a fucking smash. It's massive. And then you see the vi- the music video for it it's there. It's art. She makes art. It's yeah. just. I just think she's wonderful, and I don't think that Nicki Minaj or Bjork would feel bad about about her being the headline. I think they'd both go, "Yeah, she she was a, a game changer," as Bjork was. Yeah, I feel that everyone would be uh, very united on that day as well, and uh, yeah, mm-hmm. that's great to hear. Um, I think that that's a quality lineup, and uh, let's let's head over to your uh, Australian New Zealand uh, stage, and uh, yes. let's, let's smash it out, shall we? Well, smash it out. I feel like we should have done that. I feel like we, I should have done that with the Change Your Life or the Black Power stage in '90s Forever. Hey. List through them, and the, I mean, yeah, obviously we can't change the past. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, genuinely though, like uh, this is a freeform podcast. You know what I mean? Like well, uh, it doesn't, oh. <laughs> it does not matter. You know, like. Uh, Thank you so much. Thank you so much. So this stage is called Their Hours. Yeah. So the bands are that you, there's lots of them that you wouldn't have heard of. Mm-hmm. The first one is a band called The Middle East, which I would really recommend. They're sort of like a gentle folk version of the polyphonic spree, mm-hmm. but they also write really tender, breakable songs. His voice is very uh, beautiful. They were hardly together at all mm-hmm. and they could have been enormous, but they broke up so quickly. Maybe they were together for like a year or two years. And the, uh, the EP is called, maybe the EP is called Middle East too. The song Blood, listen to Middle East Blood. It's just an amazing song. Um, next up is a band called the Jezebels. They're an Australian yes. band. They sound very much like uh, Karen O. You can tell she's listened to a lot of Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs. Yeah. But I think they're really underrated. I think they're fantastic. Next artist is Baker Boy. Baker Boy is a um, uh, First Nations Australian rapper. Wow. And he is so amazing. There's a song called Mariana, mm-hmm. but he raps in English and his Aboriginal dialect. Wow, that's amazing. It's just like when I first heard the song, and maybe this is just my like colonial guilt or whatever, but I thought of him singing that at music festivals because he's big in Australia, especially amongst like like our version of – we've got like a young version of um, Six Music called Triple J, which is a national yes. radio station. Yes, I know Triple J. And they do like a, like a version. And, they uh, do like a version, Which yeah. is like some of the most incredible like covers, covers. in the world. Like uh, it's so good. It's really cool. I'm very impressed that you know that. Thank you. I am <laughs> Great. Just the, I was thinking of him singing to massive crowds at, mm-hmm. in an Australian festival and people singing his song in his language back to them from a country that barely recognises the trauma that they've been through. I just, yeah, he's just really cool. He's got a really like, a really like upbeat 90s hip hop, really fun. Yeah, it, he's just great. The next yeah. band you've probably heard of if you're a nerd, uh, Cloud Control. <laughs> 
<laughs> You've probably heard it because you're you're absolutely uh, you're a nerd, but no, I, I, unfortunately, I haven't. But oh, I, I, no, no, being a music nerd is a compliment. <laughs> no, sorry, I was just it's teasing. A massive compliment. Cloud Control are incredible. They yeah. had one album that was kind of like Moby's Play, where every single one of their songs went on an, an ad. Yeah, it's such good music. Oh God, I can't remember the name of the album, but it has songs like. Bliss Release, that's the name of the album. Bliss it's release. amazing. Listen to that. Then we've got, oh, sorry, you've got a question. No, I just, I was just going to comment that Cloud Control and Bliss Release is very soothing. To, like, it sounds nice. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Cloud Control, Bliss Release is. Yeah. It's sort of got like a, an element of 60s gospel mm-hmm. garage band. And I mean 60s garage, not like garage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and not garage land, that's a different band. And not garage, uh, yes. And not garage band. <laughs> the next artist is Sampa, and she is a Zambian born Australian um, artist. Uh, she's just, she's so cool. Mm-hmm. Her cadence is amazing. Her voice is rich and sticky, and she does a little bit of like, Sort of Erica Badu neo soul, a uh, little bit of R and B, but just uh, there is a punch and a pop to her voice that is so interesting. Yeah, it, it's I just cannot recommend her That's enough. Amazing. Yeah, she's really cool. Um, there's a band called Little Red. They kind of do '60s garage band stuff. American. Sort of like an upbeat mm-hmm. animals or something like that. Yeah. Um, a little bit more poppy. Then you've got ballpark music. Uh, they're like these young kids from Brisbane. They're not probably young anymore. They've been around for ages. <laughs> they're probably like in their mid thirties. And to a, uh, use your catchphrase, I'm old. I'm old. <laughs> but they're really cool. Uh, and then I've got the Avalanches. Yeah. Obviously. Um, then I've got Paul Kelly, and I don't think you know Paul Kelly. No, I don't. He's like this iconic singer-songwriter who writes small folk songs almost, um, but had heaps of massive hits too. He's just a real storyteller and he's he's one of the all-timers in Australia. I suppose he's like kind of seen as a similar like Leonard Cohen figure, but mm-hmm. not just as poetic. He sort of does, maybe he's got more of a Johnny Cash vibe to him, somewhere between Leonard Cohen and Johnny Cash. Yeah. Um, the, the a, a, so, a great song to start with is um, Little Things. Yes. And the full song is called From Little Things, Big Things Grow. And it's about um, uh, uh, Aboriginal land title. Wow, cool. And it's, yeah, it's really amazing. Uh, and then finally, the, their our stage finishes with uh, Crowded House. Lovely stuff, of course, yeah. You know what? Crowded House get a, uh, a fair shout out on this podcast, actually. Do they? they? Yeah, they do. <laughs> Really? That's a real surprise to me. Yeah, like it's not the bands you expect. <laughs> but, Who is can you name it? Can you remember anyone else that's na- named? Um Tom Parry and Ben Clark from Pappies. They uh well, they, yeah. <laughs> they both spent a bit of time in Australia. <laughs> the, uh, you were very surprised like, to hear that. When, when I said those two names yeah, are like oh, I've got yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, they've got crowded house written all over them. They've got very middle age energy about them, those boys. <laughs> I'm going to take that clip and put it in both their podcasts yeah, yeah. as, a, yeah. as a, um, <laughs> addendum. But yeah. um, I saw Crowded House on their, in quotes, final gig ever on the Opera House steps 
1996 and it was the last gig that Paul Hester played as the drummer before he killed himself. Oh. Mm. Um, so I have, that was a huge, huge moment and memory for me. And um, I was very upset when they formed. Mm-hmm. I was like, you said it was your last gig ever. So it either was or it wasn't Crowded House, but I still love them and they can play again. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that's uh, them going against the rules aspect? That, that, that Absolutely. <laughs> if it's not the last gig ever, don't call it the last gig ever. <laughs> well, um, did you enjoy seeing them back together, even though they, they betrayed your trust in that way? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. they make amazing music and Neil Finn is... Yeah, I suppose, you know what, Neil Finn and Paul Kelly have a slightly similar vibe Mm -hmm. in that they're very renowned songwriters. I suppose Neil Finn has more um, international revere as a musician as well. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, well, I think your Saturday is chock full of of artists. I think that there'll be uh, constant entertainment all the way through. There's uh, not a dull moment at the festival uh, whatsoever. There's... um, you yeah. wait till we get to Sunday, mate. Oh well, let's let's head over to uh, the final night of your Sunday. And just before okay. we get there, with your Friday and Saturday, is there a bit of a nightlife afterwards? Uh, what's the kind of nightlife like? Well, we've got other things that happen that happen every day. Yeah. Um, I feel like we should. I think we should address those mm-hmm. separately after we've done Sunday. Cool. Sounds good. Castable, are you ready? Here we go. So Sunday, the name of the stage is Dead But Not Forgotten. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, I, I mean, it's um, it, it's going to be really split between the two stages on Sunday. I'm just going to name them because yep. you're going to freak out. <laughs> we open with Prince. Oh, what? What? We're starting Sunday morning with Prince. And to be honest, I'll let you get away starting off Lizzo on the Saturday, which, uh, you know, who's a headliner in her own right as well. But yeah. like, oh, Prince as well. Like, it's, you're starting strong. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, um, go as you, uh, anyway, let's crack Start through as it. you mean to go on. Oh my God. I'm, I'm going to well, have a heart if failure. you start with Prince, people get out of the house. They get yeah. out of the tent. They're there. Absolutely. And no one's missing Prince. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. No one's sleeping through Prince. Right, we go Prince. We go Otis Redding. Yes, please. We go Amy Winehouse. Oh, hello. We go Robert Palmer. Yeah, you heard. Robert Ooh, Palmer. Yeah. We go the Cranberries. Nice. We go Beastie Boys. Oh, yes, please. We go Marvin Gaye. Yes. We go Whitney Houston. Yes. We go Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings. Fantastic, yeah. And the final artist, I think, I don't know if, I just want her to play by herself, is Aretha Franklin, obviously. I feel bloated from this uh, musical festival, do you know what I mean? This is like a a feast, but with certainly no famine whatsoever. So I I don't know what needs to be said about this, because it's obviously perfect, right? Like, what, like, it's... 
you start with Prince, finish with Aretha Franklin, and there's not a dry moment beforehand. No, sorry, that's the wrong word. Not dry. <laughs> a dull moment. I do that all the time. A dry moment would be a very different festival. There's not there. a dry moment in the house. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but yeah, I think, um, who would be the most shocking uh, for you? Uh, who, who, do, who do you think the most overwhelming for you personally would be to see in the stage? Because there's a lot of people who you think I would yeah. probably melt down and cry, uh, spontaneous cry five times kind of like. Well, I saw Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings, yeah. and I didn't, I knew some of her music, but um, I screamed for two hours she was in her mid to late 50s mm-hmm. if she wasn't 60 um, i don't know if you know this backstory about sharon jones and the dap kings so um sharon jones was and the dap kings are one of the art- artists you sent over and uh, mm-hmm. i've only really known them since this morning but mm-hmm. uh i kn- so it uh, i listened to their music and it's fantastic kind of like a soul motown kind of vibe um but i think was made in 2002 onwards uh yes so, so it was a uh, bit out of time but i had it took me a while to figure out what time zone they it, were from it yeah. sounds like they're in the 60s and yeah. they're making incredible upbeat motown funk mm-hmm. they're kind of she's sort of got a um she's like a, a female james brown mm-hmm. yes that's a fantastic way to describe it and i saw her and she was as i said late 50s she wasn't 60 and she was better than beyonce Wow. She sang for two hours. She did not stop dancing for two hours. She never, she just, she never stopped breathing, singing, moving, dancing, nothing. And it was the most, everyone, as I was saying with um, Stevie Wonder, the same thing happened with Sharon Jones that (laughs) night. People were screaming. Yeah. They were just screaming because we didn't know what to do with the energy in our body and with our voices and with what was happening around us and what we were watching. It's like we needed a break because we thought we were going to explode. Genuinely. And then they had an interval talking about a documentary about yeah, how they yeah. made the Blue Album halfway through. <laughs> but it was like it was too, it was almost too much. Yeah. And then my friend went and saw her and exactly the same thing happened. Everyone just lost their minds. And so the Dap Kings, like with James Brown... They'd come out, they're all in matching suits, they're incredible musicians, they're the tightest fucking band you ever heard. And they come out, they do the intro, they've got back she's got backup singers, mm-hmm. um, they introduce everyone in the band and then they're like, and now will you welcome to the stage the pocket rocket, the woman you know, like all of those things. Yes, yeah. Sh- Miss Sharon Jones. And then she came out and then we lost our minds for two hours. It's um and it's so hard to like when you go to a comedy gig and you, you're there and you can't remember the jokes afterwards, but you remember yes. the feeling. And I feel that that's, that happens so much with those kind of things. It's kind of like yeah. you know how it felt, but the, the individual moments are lost due to the euphoria of the time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, which I think is, uh, I think I love that when you walk away from a comedy show and you feel frustrated because all you remember is wiping tears away. Yeah. And like being breathless with laughter. You're like, oh, I wish I remember that joke. But you can't. All you remember is how incredible you feel. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, I, I feel that this whole uh, day would make me feel like that as well. I feel like the other days would do that as well. But I feel particularly with this day for me personally, I kind of feel mm. that, um, as, I say, as I said earlier, with the Beastie Boys, they're one of my, my favorites of um, all yeah. time. And uh, uh, and also Otis Redding, Amy Winehouse and uh, yeah, like um, uh, and Prince as well. Uh, I just feel that they would mean so much to me as well. And I yeah. think the whole day would be like, oh, I can't really remember it, but it was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think Aretha, for me, is the greatest singer of all time. 
Mm-hmm. So I think she's the greatest singer of all time. And uh, anytime I see live footage of her, I just feel, I feel like I've been punched. Like I can't believe, I can't believe that someone existed like that in the same time as me. That's how mm-hmm. I feel about her voice and the way she expresses herself. And, uh, and also when she started, you know, that they'd just go, oh, yeah, she's a girl, she sings, and then she'd sit down at a piano and she had incredible musicality and she was like, I think she was classically trained. Mm-hmm. But, like, people had to keep up with her because she was so good. Yeah. And, you know, even though women of colour were accepted um, in the music industry or that sort of, like, a palatable way that they were accepted, mm-hmm. that, and it still happens now that you have to be exceptional to be let in the door. Yeah. Not to be lauded, to be let in the door. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, and um, I feel bad for keeping it, referring it back to comedy, but that uh, I kind of feel that it's it's, a, it's the practice I know and I understand. And, uh, but, like, f- it, but a weird thing happens that you have, um, I think you're absolutely right, you have to be exceptional to be, uh, to even be, get your foot in the door. But then people um, who have, like, these, um, kind of bitter overtones kind of like oh they're just letting anyone in now it's like well no there's like uh, like you know what i mean like there's like yeah. uh, there's so many like white men in comedy and like oh like oh well, we're not like are we extinct now it's like and like i was booking a show recently and like people got really aggy towards it if you know what i mean but it's just like like it's so hard to get to even be seen these days and uh, people have it the wrong way around they feel that they're at a disadvantage uh, for, for that reason but actually yeah. it's it's far from truth I mean, there's an article the other day in The Independent talking about how, like, there's only been 11 female stand-ups on Taskmaster. Yeah, right. And they keep getting female actresses. And it's like, we, 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 it's literally our livelihood. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we don't, again, you have to be exceptional. And I think it's a great show. I like, and I love Alex and I love Greg. I love the show. It's like an amazing format. And I think Mm -hmm. that's why people are so or women are so upset about it it's like why aren't we getting the same opportunity why are you going to actors yeah yeah I, and it makes such a big difference it's kind of like uh, it's like uh, yeah it, it like it's uh, it's kind of like the whole um uh, panel show debacle about just very much being like uh, uh yeah so here's david mitchell michael mcintyre lee mack and uh stella from coronation street it's like yeah. <laughs> how is that it's not comparable and then people go well women aren't very funny it's like well you haven't been to a comedy club then do you know what i mean no, uh, like it's uh, just it's a big it's just a veiled bigotry isn't it so but even uh, like the other day I, I posted something about that and an unnamed comic who's a mate of mine, he's an old age, and he said, oh, and if you're over 45, uh, if you're a man over 45, just forget about it. And I went, yeah, apart from Alan Davis, uh, Lee Mack, uh, uh, David, what's his name? <laughs> Mitchell, yeah. Uh, David Mitchell. I couldn't not name men over 45 yeah, that are on yeah, TV. Absolutely. And, like, they are... And not not only just that, but in like um like in any walk of life, you know, the people who are running the businesses or do it, who are getting promotions and getting the new jobs, uh, are the people they, who they're are... just not growing women. That's yeah. the thing. It's no, it's not like, you know, this person set, conceded and said, "I suppose I had a good run in the in the '90s," and I'm like, we don't get the run. Mm-hmm. We get one crack, and then they bring in the the next generation of female comics. So no one gets to grow to, no one gets trusted to mature on screen, mm-hmm. and no one gets to host their own show because they're yeah. like, oh, they're inexperienced. So anyway, anyway, let's get back to music, Matt. <laughs> it's pissing me off. 
I'm sorry, mate. But no, yeah, it's not your fault. It's no, just... no. But yeah, I. Uh, I started it. <laughs> no, no, no. I. Uh, but I think it's it's worth talking about as well. Um, anyway, let's get to dance goodbye. <laughs> yeah. The dance goodbye stage. For sure. This is a very fun stage. Right. I'm up for it. I'm ready. I mean, I've put Calvin Harris way too early, but okay. We open with there is an album called Mumbo Fever that I own. Yeah. It is various mumbo artists. And that is how you open the dance goodbye stage. It's everyone from that. It's like 1950s mumbo music. Yeah. And it is so much fun. So what kind of music is mumbo music? Sorry for interrupting. Um, You're um, not interrupting at all. I um, just... So, sorry. Can I play some? Yeah. In this section, Felicity played me some mumbo music, which is incredibly jaunty, lively, something you can dance to. However, we cannot play this uh, on the podcast due to legal reasons. But imagine, it sounds great. It feels like kind of like uh, like kind of like if you were dancing at a dance hall uh, or uh, like kind of theatrical kind of like cinematic yeah. music as well. Gotcha. This is one of my favourites. Just as Chihuahua. <laughs> Songwriting was easier in back in the day, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but it's a it, it's a joyful way to start the morning, mm-hmm. and again, people are going to be there already. So they can just have a wander. I mean, sure, they'll probably be watching Prince. Yeah. But if you're not into Prince or if it's a bit much, you can go and have a bit of a mumbo. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, so after Mumbo Fever, who have you got? We've got Mumbo Fever. Then we go Propeller Heads. Nice. Then we go Dizzy Rascal. Ooh, yes. Which is probably a bit hard for mid-afternoon. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then we go Calvin Harris. I've got Calvin Harris twice. Oops. Double, double Harris. So we go Dizzy Rascal, then we go Doja Cat, mm-hmm. then we go Go Team, then we go Flume, mm. then we go Heim, yes. then we go Calvin Harris, then we go Daft Punk. Oh, that wasn't what I was expecting to us. Particularly Where just like, well, I thought like that, like more like kind of dancing electronic kind of thing. But with Heim stuff like that, that's uh, obviously it's a different type of like dance. But yeah, absolutely, yeah. Mm. But it's a, it's a. You know what? It feels very uh, trendy that stage, <laughs> but like I like it a lot. Very good, mate. Uh, I've got something for everyone in this motherfucking festival. Absolutely, and uh, yeah, I, I I feel that um, once again, um, it's it's pretty perfect, you know. And I feel that throughout the whole night, you can have a great time. And I kind of feel, especially, I find that if you have different stages, particularly if it was like, um, it you have to get the vibes right, so it does have different taste for different people because i hate it when you go to a festival when there's a headline that you don't really like and also the other headline is very similar it's like well don't like him either but yeah and also if you have two headlines who it's like you like them both it's like, oh why are they clashing uh, but i feel aretha franklin daft punk are kind of like <laughs> worlds apart if you know what i mean so i feel yeah. like there's different vibes here i don't do you know what i mean yeah so, both very enjoyable though yes so there are the big stages then we've got um, the other stuff that's going on. So first I'll tell you about the events that are happening or the areas that you can go to. So there is a massive adult ball pit. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's one. There is a treetop climbing area. Fantastic. So where I'm from in the central coast, you have this thing called treetop climb and they're like rope ladders from tree to tree. There's like two ropes where you stand on one, you hold the other one. There's abseiling. There's like uh Flying foxes, stuff like that. So there's another area there. Um, There is a shallow above ground floating bar. Yes. Oh, my God. I love that. Mm. So you just, you're on inflatable flamingos, seats. It's only like a meter deep. Yeah. 
but there's no sitting in the pool with your gro- you know weeing in the pool okay <laughs> you've yeah. got to be sat on a seat so we can see if you've pissed yourself <laughs> this festival keeps on giving and giving i love it oh we're, we're not finished yet mate <laughs> There are two massive outdoor mess halls with cover and shade. So they're just eating areas with a massive marquee. How many times have you been to a festival? It starts pouring with rain and you have to run to a dead tent where there's no music or to a tent where there is music and it's cramped. Yeah, absolutely. Why is there not somewhere that you can be when it rains? What? Absolutely. And um, I think a lot of the pubs, uh, in Glastonbury, they kind of designed it in a way that if it starts raining, you have to go inside to the big marquees where the pubs are. So that's where like all the bars are. Do you know what I mean? So it drives yeah. trade. But I think you're absolutely right there, for sure. But also, people don't want to stand up the whole time. Yeah, absolutely. I'm old! <laughs> <laughs> that's the title of this podcast. I'm um, old! All yeah. right? <laughs> okay, now we're getting to the really exciting stuff. There is a soft sculpture exhibition in the forest. Mm -hmm. So soft sculpture is like sculptures that move. I went to a soft sculpture exhibition when I was about 13 and it blew my mind. So, for example, as you walked into the gallery, there was like a giant uh, lily that was deflated but made out of like lilo material, like like a floating chair material, and then it would fill up with air. Wow. And, it would, and then it would slowly deflate again. So it was stuff like that. There was another piece in there that was, um, this was amazing. I don't know how you'd recreate this in a forest, but from the ceiling, they had knitted organs. So they had a knitted heart, a knitted pair of lungs, uh, a knitted spleen, mm-hmm. and then it was all dark with just single light bulbs hanging. So they cast shadows on all the walls. So it was all of this stuff that was really tactile and interactive and it changed and moved as you did. Um, so there'd be one of those in the forest. Enya would be playing on the mm-hmm. Saturday, uh, Friday. Groover Marta would be playing on the Saturday. Yeah. And First Aid Kit would be playing on the Sunday as you Ooh. walk through. Yes. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, there is a, a planetarium that is actually just for nap times. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know when you're tired at a festival and you're like, I need to lie down. Uh, yeah. This is a planetarium. You go yeah. in. It's cordoned off, you look at the sky, you listen to some calm music, and you fall asleep. I tell you what, for £200, you get quite a lot. <laughs> All right. It's a £500 ticket. But remember, it's being subsidised by the Tory government. Of course, yeah. Okay. Um, then we have a lip-sync karaoke bar. Yes. With dress-ups and makeup provided. So you put your name down like a karaoke bar. You can do it with mates, whatever, but you pick your song and then you come out with full makeup and outfit and lip-sync to your favourite song. That goes all weekend. Mm-hmm. Also, there is a 72-hour dance-off. <laughs> what is the, so? It starts with two people. Yeah. They get like a song to dance off. Whoever wins stays. The next person comes and that goes on. For the whole three days. What what do you get if you win or if you survive the longest? I think but I think if you get like if you get if you win ten songs in a row, then you win something. Yeah. Okay. That's feasible. For yeah. Because sure. you yeah. can't do the whole weekend. <laughs> I was gonna say just just one person going. Oh, I am not able to see Prince, but gotta keep yeah. driving. <laughs> yeah. Um. So there's also uh something called the bubble tea room, mm-hmm. and it is air conditioned. It blows bubbles all day. Yeah. There's only couches and there's uh, it's a non-alcoholic tent. 
So it's only to set, be set there. You can have tea, you can have soft drink, you can have mocktails, but you, it's non-alcoholic. So there's no cunts in there. Sorry, the language. You can go in there and be off your face on Eckies and have like a little lemonade, mm-hmm. a, a nice tea, and Fat Boy Slim will be playing one of his chill out DJ sets. Yeah, that sounds <laughs> really nice. Imagine if you're coming down and you could just be watching bubbles blowing and drinking an, a nice refreshing juice. But on top of that, air conditioned. Oh, yeah, that's man, exactly. that's tell you what, like uh, 10 years ago, we'd be like, what? Don't need that. Getting older. Yeah, we do. Mm-mm-mm. Climate mind change that. is here. <laughs> As for other artists, I've got Hot Dub is doing the Saturday. They've mm-hmm. got a, he's got a show called Recline, which is a chill out show, and then Lauren Laverne is playing on the Sunday. Wow. Um, so, is there anything else you would like to add to your festival? Because I feel yes, <laughs> I'm not finished. I wasn't kidding, Matt. Because <laughs> I, I thought I thought that was a natural full stop. You thought I wasn't wrong. Dumb. You thought wrong. <laughs> There's just a couple more things, okay? Oh, at what point does this turn from a podcast to a hostage situation? <laughs> that happened an hour ago. <laughs> you can edit out as much as you like. No, okay. I'm just teasing. Um, but also please edit this out because it's two and a half hours. Um, okay, so you know how we're starting the day with the whole festival with Hot 8 Brass Band? Yeah. Well, on the Saturday morning, you've got morning meditation at 8 a.m. with Sigur Ross. Mm-hmm. Oh. And then on Sunday, you've got 8 a.m. church with Chance the Rapper and a gospel choir. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Uh, there's an acoustic dusk on a lake stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Jeff Buckley is playing on the Friday. Adele is playing on the Saturday. And Lauren Hill is playing on the Sunday. Fantastic. And then to close each night. So the Sunday night finishes early, right? Mm-hmm. So Ade- Aretha Franklin is going on at 7. She'll be finished by 9. You have movie night with John Williams at midnight every night. <gasps> Amazing. So on the Friday night at midnight, you have Jaws. On Saturday, you have Jurassic Park. And at 9 p.m. on a Sunday night, you have Hook. And John Williams is conducting a live orchestra throughout all of those films. Wow. And that, my friend, is the Chaotic Smile Party Festival. Right. We've got to find a mic to drop here because that, that... <laughs> Oh my god! I mean, what I don't—it's I, hard to say because obviously we had other wonderful festivals in the past. But is—is is that the perfect festival? I think it might be. It's definitely—it's what I, there's not 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 a minute would go by which you wouldn't enjoy it. That's fantastic. Tell me what I'm missing. <laughs> Tell me what I'm missing. All of the actual extra things like the the tea rooms and the ball pits and the nap time. I thought of that all in the last half an hour before we um. <laughs> Before we spoke, Brilliant. all the all the other bands I'd thought about, but the actual stages and stuff, and and then John Williams' movie night was one of them too. Well, fantastic! I think uh, now we have to head to the final part of the podcast and head to floor fillers. Oh.
as with event management, things are bound to go wrong. So here's a couple of hypothetical questions that Felicity has to deal with in the manner that she sees fit. Oh no! Missy Elliott drops out last minute. Who do you get to replace her? Adele. Oh, oh you, you had a backup there ready to go. Yeah. Firing from the hip. Bam. Um, do you think Adele would uh, um, do the same kind of vibe on that festival? I mean, you could, actually, you could just get Lauren Hill. They're both doing acoustic sets. Get Lauren Hill. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's, but Lauren uh, Hill would turn up an hour and a half late, <laughs> even if she's on site. That's fantastic. Um, and, oh, goodness. You have one extra slot to fill on your stage. Which, <laughs> However, your sponsors say that you have to pick someone from your most recently played on Spotify. So, if you would like to check your Spotify now, who would you like? Uh, who would you pick for your most recently played? It would be Jose Gonzalez. Oh, fantastic! I play it for my son every night. It's good, calming music. <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. Um, oh dear, uh, there's someone. Uh, there's someone running late, and you need to fill for time. But fortunately, one of your favorite celebrities is willing to do a DJ set for you. They don't necessarily have to be a DJ, but which celebrity would you pick? Oh, I would pick. Oh, that's an interesting question. I can't think of a single celebrity at all in my head. Makita Oliver? I don't know that, but that sounds oh. promising. She's she's um she used to host a music show with Simon Amstel, I think. Gotcha, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um but she, I've met her and she's wonderful and she does she's on Steph Steph Govan's packed lunch as well. She's great. I assume that she has excellent music taste. <laughs> Your fans are in the mosh pits, they're crowd surfing, and they're doing the Felicity Ward. What do you think that might be? Um, hugging each other and <laughs> dancing at the same time. <laughs> That's really sweet. I love that so much. <laughs> uh, okay, we've got a hard one for you now. Um, okay, uh, unfortunately, there's bad beef at your festival. Stevie Wonder and prince they uh they say they kind of there's bad beef mm. between the both of them if i've heard they, that about them yeah they, they, they it's notorious actually and they said that they won't perform if the other one's performing how do you deal with that situation and if you had to pick between the two who would you pick oh look i think i would pick stevie mm -hmm. be only because i don't think he is a diva mm -hmm. he does the same thing every night and I just, not that he's a diva, I just think Prince might be unpredictable. <laughs> yeah. You absolutely. know, like he's yeah. not, I, there was a, a time that he um, he uh, was releasing some new music and he just invited all of these journalists to his private recording, uh, like theatre, and he was allowing them to ask questions. And if he didn't like a question, he would um, use the, you know, the wows, yeah. like the, that sound on his keyboard. Yeah. If you didn't like a question, it'd just go wow, 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 wow. And he'd go to the next, like, <laughs> what a great weirdo. But also if I had to not deal with one of those. It's nice that the president actually did the same policy as well. Like, yeah, yeah, wow, yeah. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> um, yeah. Great, great choice. Um, but yeah, uh, let's, let's, let's finish with this. Cause I, I oh, actually put not on the question. Um, one of your experts has forgotten their equipment, but good news, they can do an acoustic version of their set. If you had to choose one artist to do an acoustic set, who would it be? Maybe Kate Bush. Yes, that's powerful. Mm. I like that a lot. Mm. And finally, your festival loves you, and they want you to sing one song at your festival. If you had to join one artist to play one song live where you did the vocals, which song would you pick? I mean, there's songs that I would like to and songs that I would... <laughs> be good at and they're yes. different they're very different i mean 
It would be Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. Fantastic. Yeah. That's yeah. Uh, do you think that's a good song that you think you would smash? No, I think I'd be terrible. <laughs> but it's one of my favorite songs of all time. I play it, I DJ it every time I DJ, I play that song. That's cool. That's really awesome. What um, I do is I play that and I watch women go absolutely nuts and then guys eventually go, you know what, this is a banger. Yeah. And then I play Killing in the Name of by Rage yes. Against the Machine. And it, it's the exact inverse reaction, but everyone loves it. <laughs> you know when we were talking about like opening, we are talking about the opening bass line of um, I Wonder. Yeah. That opening guitar strum of Killing mm. in the Name of. <laughs> you go, oh, shit. They're about to play Killing in the Name of. I do. Yeah, I think I've literally been that person. And then, then it's a dip. Killing in the name of. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely. You know what? This has not felt like a two-hour conversation. This has been, no, this has been good. No, it's been it? two and a half. It's been two and a half hours. But, yeah, what a joy. Um well, we'll wrap up there. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, oh my god! Like what a what a festival! What a chat! Uh, oh my ha- god! I missed one. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, we missed one. All right, let's go. I've missed one. Let's do it quickly, quickly. It's from the '90s Forever stage. It's Benfold Five. Of course. Doing the album, the autobiography of Reinhold Messner, but they've actually written the musical that goes with it. So it's a one-hour musical. I just had to say that. And we're out. We're done. There's nothing else. I will not interrupt. That's the perfect end to the podcast. <laughs> Just go, go eight more. I feel like we're trying to run to a train, which is already left. Um, but There is actually more, but I, I just can't say it. <laughs> There's um, more toilets than ever before, and the dedicated cleaning staff are paid like the managers of the festival. Okay, now I'm out. Okay, good. I, I, I welcome the email that's to come following I'm this. So I, sorry. Just one more thing. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. You know what? You're welcome to come back anytime. If you'd like to uh, do any of this in the future, you're more than welcome to come back. But uh, um, I've already made the perfect festival. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You do it. You just do it again. Um, okay. Uh, relive it. Um, and thank you so much for coming along, Felicity. Did you enjoy the show? Yeah, I mean, I get to talk about music. If you don't break this down to a two-part episode, you're a maniac. Yeah. You're either going to play it as a one-hour episode yeah. or you're going to play all of it as a two-and-a-half. And I just, I think you're going to suffer either way. Yeah. <laughs> well, either way, uh, whatever way it is, you, you, uh, you enjoy it as it is. But um, where can people find you online, Felicity? And would you like to plug anything? Because uh, you've got so many awesome stuff out there. We'd love to promote you. So my website that I hardly ever update is felicityward.com. I really should look at that. Uh, my Twitter handle is at felicityward.com. My Instagram is felicityward. Uh, sorry, Twitter is felicityward and Facebook and Instagram. TikTok is felicityjward. And I think that's just about it. Fantastic. I've got other stuff, but I mean, I've got a TV show coming out. So if you're listening in Australia. Yes. I'm in an incredible drama series called Wakefield and all episodes are available on iView, which is our version of iPlayer, on the 2nd of April. Fantastic. And I do I do proper acting, Matt. Oh, wow. I, I look forward to it as well. Um, <laughs> you look forward to a VPN is what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 
But uh, well, thank you so much for joining us. And if uh, thank you, listener, for enjoying and listening to this episode. But if you'd like to support Casper, why don't you check out the past episode for free on Apple, Spotify, and any good podcast place? Why don't you give us a follow at Casper Podcast and follow me at Matt House Comedy on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and everywhere else? Please give us a five star rating online and please tell your friends. And finally, please give a massive thank you to my wonderful guest, Felicity Ward. Thank you for having me for all this time. <laughs>